We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the LakersNation.com podcast. I'm Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane over on Instagram at Trevor Lane NBA. Big week for the Lakers and the NBA at large coming up here Thursday. We've got free agency kicking off. What will the next incarnation of the purple and gold look like? Joining me today to discuss that and a lot of other topics is Sean Davis from Lakers Nation. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing really good, Trevor. Thanks for having me back on. And yeah, I can't wait for free agency to start. And I think it's going to be a little crazier than the draft. And I had a bunch of fun with that, too. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of trade talk, a lot of things of that nature. In fact, we got one today. Uh, so Mark Stein, who has a, a fantastic Substack, stack, uh, mentioned that the Lakers could be a landing spot for John Wall if he is indeed bought out by the Houston Rockets. And it sounds like that may be the path that we're heading down. What are your thoughts on on that situation and John Wall maybe winding up with the Lakers, not via trade for Russell Westbrook, but via buyout? Personally, and I've already done a video on this uh, recently, but personally, I don't really want John Wall. Now, let me phrase this because I got some uh, angry comments, I guess. But let me phrase this properly, I guess, this time. I do not think, well... You can make an argument, at least, that Austin Reeves and Kendrick Nunn could be better players right now. And I think part of this because we haven't seen uh, John Wall play in over a year. But they are definitely the better fit. And that's the biggest thing. It's not – I don't even care. If, if you think John Wall is better, cool. But there's no denying that Austin Reeves and Kendrick Nunn, who could potentially be the point guard, because there isn't really going to be a point guard anyway because that's LeBron. So whoever is the one or whatever in the offense – it's Austries or Kendrick Nunn because they're the better fit. Um, so I really don't want John Wall. And then the guard room gets a little crowded because if you trade Russ, you're probably talking about, I think if you trade Russ for that Charlotte Hornets package, I think your first priority goes towards from wing. Wing, you still want to get some in the free agency, but I think you go after Gary Payne the second, you get rid of Russ for that Hornets package. So now let's say it's Gary Payne the second, THT, Reeves, and Nunn. Where's John Wall playing in that? And then maybe Max Christie, if you want to call him a two, that's five guards slash wings. Because maybe consider Austin, uh, THT, and Max as wings. That's five. There's not, there likely would be nowhere for John Wall to play. And then the fit, those five guys I just mentioned, 
even THT with no Russell Westbrook, those five guys all fit better next to LeBron and AD than John Wall would. So my answer would be no. And that's also assuming that, of course, that Kendrick Nunn is also healthy. And that's, you know, I mean, we didn't see him last season either, but John Wall as well. Um, are you just recreating if you go pick up John Wall? Well, I guess before we even get to that, if you pick up John Wall, is is Russ gone or or can you keep them both? Russ has to be gone. I, yeah, Cause I, 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 yeah, yeah, please. I don't even want to dare see Russell Westbrook and John <laughs> Wall on the floor at the same time. We saw Russ and, uh, and Rondo. Oh boy. That did not work well for anybody that didn't watch the Lakers last year. I do think, and I guess, let me, let me preface everything with this. I think that John Wall probably winds up in Miami. I think that's going to be the landing. It's where he trains most of the time. So I think that's where he's going to be. But that being said, John Wall, you do have some of, not exactly, but some of the same problems as if you had just kept Russell Westbrook. So that's why I'm not in favor of giving up any future stuff to swap the two out. I just don't see that being a viable option. But if he's a free agent, you can get him for a veteran minimum your risk is nothing, right? So sure, you, you can try it if Russell Westbrook's gone. But if Russ stays, I don't know if you can if you can bring in John Wall. Um, what are you thinking on, on that front? Russell Westbrook, if we're assuming that the Lakers are looking at John Wall, that would mean Russ would be on his way out. Do you think Russ stays at this point? uh stays at this point if we get john wall or like no period oh no i think russ gets traded now okay. I th this this thing is so like back and forth because i feel like if you had asked me a little over a week ago i would have said yeah russ is probably staying um but no i think now i think dating back to like the i, I still recall that genie bus article with the la times and she like very nicely said yeah we can't do this again like we cannot mm -hmm. just run the same team back it is great as i think darvaham's going to be and as uh optimistic and i'm glad he's optimistic they could get russ to work um i just th there's just so many other missing pieces i think the lakers want to compete next year you're gonna have to get trade russ to get some quality wing depth i know people are are questionable about gordon hayward and his health and his fit he fits better than LeBron. I mean, sorry, he fits better than Russ, not LeBron. <laughs> Careful, there. <laughs> Careful there. He fits better next to LeBron and AD than Russ. And then Kelly Oubre Jr., a, a solid another wing depth piece. And then now your options grow from this tiny to this tiny. So at least your options to free agency do expand a little bit as well because you don't have to just focus on one guy at, at the wing spot. You can maybe open up to guard a little bit more. Maybe Mo Bomb becomes more of an option. Because you can convince yourself, hey, LeBron, maybe we consider THT and Christy Wings. Um, AD, we just got Kelly Oubre. We just got Gordon Hayward. Hey, maybe we go spend money, a little extra money, on a center like Mo Bamba. So, I don't know. I think the Lakers want to compete. A Russell Westbrook trade has to get done. Because um, I think that's just the, the best path forward for the Lakers. The landing spots for Russ are starting to close off, though. I don't know. Mark Stein on his uh, Spotify green room today said he thinks Russ is on the team to start the season. A lot of Lakers fans did not react well to that 
lot of them equated that with punting the season. Do you agree with that? Um, I think the phrase punting means like we gave up. Like punting on the season is Charlotte proposes you that offer and you just straight up say no. Like if they well, say And that's that's what Stein is saying is that the Lakers continue to say they won't give up future stuff in order to move Russ. They don't want okay. to absorb big salaries. They don't want to give up future draft picks. If that's if that's the case, if they say, Hey, Charlotte, uh, we don't want to take on we want to, we want our cap space for 2023. We'd rather hang on to Russ, let him expire, which you could do that, is that if you've got Russ on the roster, is that just in their mind we're kind of writing off this season? In that scenario, then yeah. That's a scenario I'm like, eh, you're kind of punting the season away. Because that's about to say, if Charlotte said, uh, if Charlotte said, hey, Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre, I don't know, PJ Washington, for example, for Russ in a 2027 first, or just Russ straight up, and the Lakers said, eh, no, that's punting on the season. Um because they just like gave up. They didn't even try or whatever. If it was flip and Charlotte said no and Russ came back, they tried to get a deal done. They just couldn't. So that's not punting. They were actively looking to get a deal done. But um, at some point, again, you'd maybe I'm being hopeful here, Trevor, but you just have to think the Lakers like, you know what? Screw it. If, especially if it's only one first. If it's two first, then I'd be a little bit more reluctant. But you have to think the Lakers – just say, okay, you know what? Screw it, man. Like, if this is what it takes to try to build, I'm gonna stop that phrase. I'm gonna let you know what I'm gonna give the front office a shot. What they do in the summer, uh, I will come back to this, Trevor. I'm gonna change my answer. We'll come back to this in the summer because if they build a nice roster and they keep Russ, <laughs> I'll shut up. But if the roster is like, man, we could have really used Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre Jr., PJ Washington right about now, then. This conversation is a little bit different, but you know what? I'll, I'll give him a shot first before I say what I was about to say. I think you can get a better version of Rush, Russ than what you saw last season, but is it enough to matter? That's that's the question for the Lakers. Yep. Um, when we're looking at a player like John Wall, is he a better fit than Russ? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think it's definite, but maybe. I think he, I think he likely, likely is. What's the ideal point guard next to LeBron James look like, though? If we step back and we forget about John Wall, forget about Russ, if we could, what skill sets are you really looking for in a guard that's going to play with LeBron? Outside of Cleveland, the second stint with Kyrie Irving, if you look at the teams that LeBron's been on that's won a title, 2012, 2013, and then 2020, the point guard in Miami was Mario Chalmers, a guy that could hit threes, Play a little bit of defense. It could be a secondary playmaker. You look at the Lakers. Technically, LeBron was the point guard. But if you want to say he was the point forward, then the point guard was like KCP, Alex Caruso. The point guard in quotes, because what really is a point guard nowadays? Because mm -hmm. honestly, you could maybe make an argument. Draymond is the quote unquote point guard of the offense. Although Steph, by position, that's what he is. Um, but like it's a guard that can shoot. Play defense and be a secondary playmaker. And Trevor, I saw your tweet. <laughs> I saw mm -hmm. your tweet about those three um, things. And if the aliens came to Earth and <laughs> they said four players build around LeBron, who do you pick? And, and didn't you say like everybody was like, yeah, uh, outside of Steph is a player that could shoot? Yeah, I, I took Steph out of it because I knew everybody would just immediately pick him. 
And I was curious to see how many people would even include a point guard in their lineup if Steph isn't an option in your best four players you could put alongside LeBron. And it was about 50-50. I think think about think a number of people just put in a point guard because they feel like they have to. They feel like they have to, to fill that slot. The best point guard with LeBron is not necessarily somebody who does traditional point guard things. Cough, so, cough, Austin Reese, cough, cough, Kendrick Nunn. Right, but I mean, can, do you know what you're going to get from those guys next season? Probably not. Yeah. So who is who is that guy? Because when we look at John Wall, we say, well, if it's not great, the rust, the fits, I mean, probably worse. Kyrie, I mean, checks two of those boxes, can play off ball, right? Can be a secondary playmaker, can shoot, doesn't check the defense box. But who in the NBA checks all three of those boxes and is a point guard? It might not be a guy that we traditionally think of as a point guard. Yeah, even the guy I'm about to name, he's more of a combo. Malcolm Brogdon. Yep. And that's why that Pacers trade was so intriguing. But when you throw in the fact that they maybe want two first round picks because they really don't want Ross and there's a shot Charlotte actually wants him. Um, that's why we love the Malcolm Brogdon trade so much because he checks all three of those boxes. He could shoot, especially when healthy. He could play defense and off-ball secondary playmaker, and he does not need the ball in his hands. You don't need a point guard, especially next to LeBron, that <laughs> needs the ball in his hands. And that's why Brogdon, we, I think everybody on our staff, Trevor, really lo- thought Malcolm Brogdon would be a great fit, but obviously that if deal healthy. doesn't look like his – if healthy, doesn't look like it doesn't look like that deal is going to get done. Yeah, Um it's it's starting to feel like Charlotte is the the last hope for the Lakers in terms of moving Russell Westbrook. Um, yeah, and if they can't, then they can't. Maybe they go in, into next season with them. But the next week or so, we'll determine that. And by the way, June 29th coming up, that's the deadline for him to actually opt in. Yep, to his contract. So we'll see what what happens there. Um, but when we again when we're looking at this, I think Kyrie makes a lot of sense for the Lakers. I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, Kyrie's the exception. Yeah, yeah, he's the exception. Like him and Steph are like exceptions. Like obviously you're not turning down Steph, or you're not turning down Kyrie. But like those are very particular ex- exceptions to the rule. And honestly, Kyrie's an exception because he won a title. So you can't <laughs> really, um, you have to give that team credit. But like, yeah, sorry to cut you off, Trevor. But yeah, like I normally the ideal fit at point guard is a guy that could shoot, play defense, and facilitate off the ball that's the ideal fit and and the question becomes how do you get him how do yeah. you get Kyrie will he really show up for the taxpayer mid-level I mean that would be fantastic for the Lakers if, if you will but I think of the options out there and assuming there's no Malcolm Brogdon like if there is a way to get Kyrie I think if you're the Lakers despite all the other stuff that goes with them you have to go try it because he at least checks two of those boxes, and I don't know if anybody else you can get is going to do that. I mean, at least not where you're going to have that certainty of of production. Let me throw you a question, Trevor. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers knew Kyrie Irving was likely to be a Laker, obviously the Lakers, like Charlotte, whatever you need, like if it's one, two, first round, but just sign the deal and let's get it done. You, that's obviously the what they would do, you would think, right? If Kyrie is like, yeah, I'll come to LA. Oh, do the the Charlotte deal? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think you keep Russ and get Kyrie. Yeah. I mean, even if like you probably have to trade Russ in order to get the stuff to get Kyrie from the Nets. Even if you can, you might not be able to. But that's pro- he's the main piece going out in a trade. If Kyrie's saying, I don't care about money, I'll play for six mil, then you still, yeah, you you move Russ. You probably you go do the Charlotte trade or you do you figure out something. You're a lot more willing to move him if you know you have Kyrie coming in. Yeah, agreed. That's what it comes down to. Well, the Lakers are going to have to figure out a lot this uh, this week. A lot of stuff. I mean, we've got free agency again starting on Thursday. We'll see if they can figure out a new home for Russ. If not, maybe he is on the team to start the season. I do need to get into the mailbag here. Um, I had some people hit me up on Instagram because I threw it out there. I had a few people asking about Kai Soto, about him not getting drafted. A lot of people asked about Kai yeah. Soto. Were you surprised he went undrafted? Uh, I wasn't surprised he went undrafted, but yeah. I'm surprised that he didn't get like any offer post like beat the draft. Whether I don't it was know Exhibit that he got no or, offers, or that he's not on a team. Yeah, but, yeah. There we go. I would think there's some opportunities out there for him in summer league. It wouldn't surprise me if he popped up there. Initially, there was a report, and then he came back and said no, his agent misspoke that he was just not going to play in summer league. I would be surprised if that's the case, but yeah, I'm not surprised he went undrafted, but surprised he's not on a summer league squad right now. So I do wonder what's what's going to happen there. Yeah, who I am surprised that went undrafted, who I would have loved the Lakers to have maybe found a way to get was Travion Williams, but he's unfortunately with the Celtics right now. So hey, at Boston, oh, is he? I did not see that. He's in Boston now. Oh, tell Keith horrible. he's got to go one. Horrible, horrible. Uh, M saw 1987 said, Trevor, if we don't get Kyrie, what would be a point guard that you think would fit? So let's say you do the Gordon Hayward trade. Russ is gone. Who do you, who do you turn to at point guard? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're looking on the free agency market, your options are so incredibly slim, Mm -hmm. which is why, again, I'm like, you have them on your roster already. And again, using the word point guards in air quotes, because who's a point guard truly nowadays? Because it's a lot more positionless basketball. Um, You've done a a video in the past on Austin Reeves and how he potentially could be 
the quote unquote point guard in a Russell if Russell Westbrook got traded. Um, and people stop sleeping on Kendrick Nunn. I get it. We are very fans are very irritated that he did not play last year. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, and I guess I that's just the thing. But if he's healthy, and I get it, and I, I know fans are really, really annoyed by the if he's healthy before you finish your statement. But it's true. If he's healthy, he's he averaged 15 points a game on 38% from three in two seasons on a Miami Heat team that was competing in the Easter Conference. But the Lakers, should we remind everybody, beat them in the NBA Finals. So Kendrick Nunn is a good player. I get it. We're upset that he did not play at all last year. He's a really, really good player. And guess what? If he pans up right next year, the Lakers would have his early bird right, so they could try to. They could still. They would be able to go over the cap. Correct me if I'm wrong, Trevor, to bring him back and retain him long term. So right. let's. You have them on your roster. If it's not Austin, it's it's Kendrick Nunn, and I, I don't see what's too terrible. And LeBron. That's your and other LeBron. Right. right there. You go. Yeah. I still would want another one, like like Javon Carter's been high on my Javon list. Javon Carter, yep. But I don't know. I mean, like, kind of a mixed bag there. Javon Carter, yeah, is is one of those guys definitively a starter. I don't, I don't know. We would have to wait and see. Um, Delon Wright, but do I want to dip into my taxpayer med level? Like, he's probably going to take more than the veteran minimum. I don't know. Somehow, if Tyus Jones wants to come on a taxpayer, that could get interesting. No, he he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get paid, but I'm saying like, hey, Tyus, you know, sure. L.A. Yeah. I think I'm less, I guess in terms of roster building, though, I'm okay going into the season looking a little bit thin at point guard. Yeah. I would rather have that than be thin on the wing. And I would also rather be thin at point guard than be thin at the center spot. Yep. It's the the bottom of my priority list right now because you have LeBron. Get in um, front office, Trevor. Do it. What What about Kemba? He's going to be bought out. Would you cons- consider taking a flyer on Kemba Walker? Uh, that's question here. Jack Murphy says, will we fall in the same trap of building an old team like people wanting John Wall, Kemba Walker? He fits better technically than John Wall, I guess, yeah. but my answer is still no. The injuries have racked up. He really has not looked good on a basketball floor mm-hmm. in two years, basically. Um, obviously, the defensive liability. He's another score first guard. Is I already said the prop, the defense thing. So my answer is going to be no on that too. If it's not Kyrie, if if you don't if you can't get Kyrie Irving, then it's either you keep Russ or you have the point guard on your roster. So don't worry about it in a potential rush trade. Those are the two options at point guard, in my opinion. Hey, I think I know this guy. Matt Peralta said, where can I meet the Lakers Nation staff at Summer League? (laughs) (laughs) We will indeed be there. Um, We'll be at the win recording out of the Blue Wire Studios for at least a few days. I'll put it out there on social. People can stop by and come come hang out, come join, uh, come watch the show while we record. Um, That'll be happening. We'll be there in Summer League. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a blast. Hopefully, you can make it out there. If you haven't gone, by the way, it's like Comic-Con, but for basketball. It's it's amazing. Great, great time at Summer League. As I have not gone, Trevor just continuously is mm-hmm. getting me more and more excited. So, yeah, meet us there in Summer League. Uh, King Allen said, Trevor, now that we have seen Katie's response to the Kyrie situation, how are we feeling? 
I, so I thinking, still don't go ahead. I mean, KD, we've seen kind of how he's responded. Sounds like he's a little unsure about things, said he's still going to be friends with Kyrie no matter what. Uh, but also the, there's words getting out that he's a little frustrated with the Nets organization for not understanding Kyrie enough, not making enough of an effort to understand him. I don't know if I buy that, but what do you think? I mean, not understanding Kyrie enough, like they What's were okay. Mean? They were okay with him missing half the season, like half the season. Yeah, they gave him time to go do what he needed to do. I, I don't know. I I can understand why Nets fans would be frustrated there, but but all that aside, with KD now looking less committed, I think this is the important part for the Lakers. KD looking maybe less committed to the Nets. How do we feel about Kyrie and the chances of him leaving? Right now, I still think Kyrie's going to be a Brooklyn Net. And I think part of that is there's no way, no way, for the third time, no way the Nets can look themselves in the mirror and say, all righty, we're going to let Kyrie walk or we're going to tell him to opt in and we're going to trade him. And in turn, Kevin Durant's going to request the trade. There is no chance you can let that happen, in my opinion. Maybe I'm an idiot, but there's no way. Because now you do that. Yeah, they're talking about they're going to get the biggest haul ever for Kevin Durant in a trade. Yeah, and what, be the ninth seed for the next five years? Mm -hmm. No, you have a chance to win a title with KD and Kyrie. Like, Trevor, I get it. Kyrie Irving is, is a big headache off the court. But on the floor, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, people forget to. That Brooklyn team, if healthy, like Joe Harris good. is back next year. Mm -hmm. They are deep. They are really, really deep. There may be a piece here for the rotation. They are set. Bro, you're talking about a top three team in the East next year competing for a title. But no, let's let Kyrie walk and let's deal with the Kevin Durant thing. He requests a trade. If you guarantee me a title or a, a chance to compete for a title for the next five years, I will deal with the whatever stupid stuff Kyrie Irving does off the floor because I'm competing for a title for the next four years or so. I think Kyrie's going to be a net, maybe 25% chance he leaves. But if he does leave, I still do think he'll be a Laker. I mean, Woj said it was getting acrimonious, so maybe. Maybe, but yeah, I, I still think cooler heads prevail and he probably stays. We'll see. Uh, Zach says, would you rather have the Kyrie deal or an Indiana deal, assuming both trades cost the same. Both cost two first-round picks, plus let's assume Russ and you know whatever else to get it done. Would you rather have Kyrie or Brogdon and Heal? The deal with the better player, <laughs> Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie. I mean, it's a better player. We've seen championships be being won with the duo of LeBron and and uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, the fits a little inch. I'm. I know LeBron and Kyrie will fit, but mm -hmm. it's Le LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyrie, which is a little bit of the uh, interesting dynamic there, uh, dealing with all three. Um, you know, you get the better player. You figure it out. And it's not like Kyrie is a terrible fit. Um, no. I think if you look not. at signs with the Russell Westbrook thing, it said, yeah, this fit is a little questionable. Um, but if you get Kyrie, it, the fit's better. The fit's better, and he's the better player. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going Kyrie. Uh, Wookie said, what happened to Luol Dang stretching? Is that over? Can we use that money? Luol well, we Dang. Can use the money. 
as of July 1st, when the calendar flips over for the NBA calendar, uh, gone. Finally, off the books. Off the books, gone. Yep. You have a bookmark, right? The books. Yep. I'm ready for it. Um, Tam said, if Westbrook is kept and the Lakers miss the playoffs again, does the team go nuclear? So Westbrook, you keep what you keep Russ. Contract expires in 2023, next summer. Is that teardown phase? Lakers miss the playoffs. What what do you do then? You'd imagine what in that scenario, LeBron's not coming back. Well, you'd have some really angry Lakers fans, first of all. If Russ was on the team and we saw a season like last season and they missed the playoffs again, the anger towards the Lakers and towards Russ, I mean, and again, it's not all Russ's fault, but that would be a bumpy ride of a season for sure. So imagine that that's the state you're in where fans would be, I mean, livid if Russell Westbrook's on the roster and the team struggled the entire season and he still, if he still looked the same as last season. Now, if he played great and he was fantastic, then I think people would give him a little bit more leeway. But if he has a season like last season and it all plays out the same, I mean, people will be calling for heads, right? I think if the Lakers missed the playoffs in general, Rob Polinka's probably fired. Correct. Um, and then that scenario that you just brought up, Trevor, I think Rob's fired. And as long as LeBron's not coming back, yeah, it, it complete reset. Probably keep the young guys, like if THT's still around, Austin, maybe Kendrick Nunn, Max Christie, Stanley, maybe. Um, yeah. And like, you're given another lottery pick in that scenario to the Pelicans, unless the Pelicans crash and burn next season, which doesn't seem to be what they're going to do because they're going to have a pick swap. Yeah. Next summer, and then, um, and, and then the Pelicans get to choose between either 24 or 25, which first round pick they want from us. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be ugly if the Lakers don't miss the playoffs, regardless. Honestly, this is a, a dark timeline we're going down here. Yeah, mm, I don't like that. I don't get like rid that of at the all. Dark cold, Trevor. Stop it, holding it, the dark cold. I finally watched that by the way last night. Yeah, okay, I'm Dr. glad Strange. I was able to say that reference and not look finally, like I'm finally, an idiot. Finally got to see it. You know, and again, I, I, after seeing it, I'm like, okay, I totally made the right decision not bringing my daughter. <laughs> Your daughter? <laughs> that would not be good. But, um, yeah, finally did uh, get to see that one. Um, okay, let's, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Uh, okay. As hard as, as it is to type, Harvey says this, explain why keeping Westbrook could actually benefit the Lakers in the long run. In the long run, uh, you don't have to take on any additional salary. So now the cap space opens up for as early as 2023, where yep. if you traded Russell Westbrook, you're at the bare minimum pushing it back another offseason to the earliest 2024. Because, um, like, let's say... You keep Russ and LeBron for some reason does not come back for the 2023, um, 2024 season. So going into that offseason, 2023 offseason, um, your roster is AD and THT if you haven't traded THT yet. And just a bunch load of money to do whatever you want 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest upside. You don't have to worry about trading future picks either. So when the Pelicans deal is over, uh, you're done. You have all your picks. Um, those, those are probably the two biggest up, uh, biggest positives. Yeah, I mean, you could you could pivot very quickly to more of a rebuild in the offseason of 2023 if you keep Russ. And you have more future flexibility. You have just, even if it's not a rebuild, you have more cap room to play with in 2023. Even if, let's say, LeBron stays, AD stays, you can kind of build around just those two in the summer of 2023 if you keep Russ. Whereas if you get Gordon, let's say you get Gordon Hayward and you get Kelly Oubre and you crash and burn. And Gordon Hayward is hurt the whole time. It doesn't look good. Then you go into the offseason of 2023. And you still have another year of Hayward sitting there. And so he's still on your roster. And then you don't have the cap space to make any real changes. That's I know we look at it and we go, oh, anything is better than Russ, right? Give me Hayward. Give me. But if you are the GM, you have to consider these possibilities. What if we make this move and it falls apart? Do you have the flexibility to get yourself out of it? And that was part of the problem with the Russ trade to begin with, is I think the Lakers didn't put enough stock into, what if this doesn't work? Is there an exit strategy? And the answer essentially was no. It was, this has to work. Otherwise, we're in a really tough spot. That's where they find themselves right now. You could perpetuate that if you make the wrong move with Russ, whereas there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The challenge is LeBron. Are you wasting a season of LeBron James? At 38 years old, he's going to be. Probably like if you, if you keep Russell Westbrook. So that's the, the give and take there. Like if LeBron wasn't on the roster or if LeBron was 27, this would be a very different discussion. We'd be like, well, try to make it work with Russ. If he doesn't, okay. Regroup next season. There you go. Don't give up too much future stuff. If the deal's not there, but the clock is ticking. So that's the challenge for the Lakers. And that's the upside of not moving. Westbrook. Agreed. All right. Let's wrap things up there. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us over on Apple Podcasts as well. Give us that five-star rating and review. It's going to be a busy week. Oh, boy. Buckle up. Buckle up, everybody. Going to be crazy. Till next time, stay safe and see ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.